Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the basketball show where keeping it real goes right. Welcome to Real Take Hoop Talk live here on YouTube, the show where we talk about the NBA, mostly the NBA. We One day we might get into whatever's going on in in other basketball places around the world. Talk about the NBA today. So much to talk about. We got the NBA trade deadline. It just happened a week and a half ago. And monster moves, Johnny. Big time baller moves, you could say, uh, across the NBA. Uh, for, by the way, for those of you who don't know or remember, real take original, Johnny G's in the house. Round of applause. Welcome back. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure to be back as always. Uh, yeah, we got a lot, of, lot to talk about around the association. Yes, the association, a.k.a. the NBA. <laughs> Basketball terminology. Um. Anyway, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, Kevin Durant obviously was traded to the Phoenix Suns. Russell Westbrook's moved teams like three times in the past like a week. Uh, we also got going to talk about the slam dunk contest, Johnny, and some ideas of how to improve it, but also... What went right this year, uh, apparently, with uh, good old Mac uh, McClung. So we'll talk about that. Sit back, relax, and enjoy all of the real takes right here. YouTube.com forward slash real takes sports. Hit that like button, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. All right, Johnny. The entire NBA landscape changed over the past number of days, weeks, whatever you want to say. To you, what was the biggest move that was made uh, at the trade deadline, and what impact will it have? Well, I mean, the cliche answer has got to be Durant's the Suns, of course. I mean, you look at what has happened in Brooklyn. You have uh, Durant and Irving up there. The implosion that's occurred in Brooklyn is just unbelievable. It's It's... Watching it as a bystander, watching it as someone, just a fan, has been shocking. To have those two in Harden, to now Mikhail Bridges and Nicholas Claxton are your core pieces. It's it's a tough. It was a tough a tough tough trade deadline for the Brooklyn Nets indeed, uh, but the Suns got a whole lot better. The Suns become one of the favorites in the Western Conference, right up there with the Denver Nuggets. To to win to win, go all the way to the NBA Finals, maybe even win it. I that's the most momentous trade. It's a real shift from east to west. What do you think that on that one? It's the biggest trade that was made. Like, and I know people like people like people like me were excited to see the Kyrie Irving trade when it happened as a Luka Doncic fan, and I think it does propel the Mavs into a different sphere than they were in, but like it's KD going to the, somehow that this team like was able to keep their core together and oh, and add Kevin Durant. Like it almost seems unfair. It's like a cheat code, right? Like it, it's like back when the Warriors did the same thing, basically back in 20, like 15 or whatever that was uh, when they originally brought in KD, it was just like, Oh, so they can just do that. They can just bring in a guy like who's widely accepted as one of, if not the best uh, offensive players uh, in the league. They can just bring him in and be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's our guy. And he's just gonna, 
destroy and wreck the league now for the next uh whatever years with this awesome core um it's got to be kd it is kd and god help us if it's not because i don't know man like well because if it's not kd like if kd's not the biggest move and and not the biggest impact uh maker or whatever uh with with all this happening i i just don't know um but yeah i don't know i just kind of rambled there while i was also fixing something that apparently isn't fixed but it's okay uh johnny keep talking what's going on with the with other stuff happening in the league yeah so i mean why don't we stick with the nets we can talk about the mavericks for a moment sending Kyrie irving over to dallas that one's a tough one because they they got undeniably better. You're sending out decent players and bringing in a spectacular player in Kyrie Irving. There's no doubt about that. But at the same time, we're looking at a team with no defense whatsoever. Like you send out the guys who play defense in Dorian Finney-Smith and to some degree Spencer Dinwiddie. Who's playing center for them now that Christian Woods being bumped from the rotation? You know, they have Dwight Powell playing starting caliber minutes. They're going to get Maxi Kleba back soon. But is that really going to be their defense? Maxi Kleba as a center locking down a team with championship aspirations? I, I don't know. I just, I don't see it. You know, there's not really any buyout centers they could have gotten. Even a guy like Dwayne Dedman might have been good for them. He's in Philly now. So uh, Dallas is in an interesting spot. And we don't even know if Dallas is interested in keeping Kyrie long term. There's just a lot of question marks around him right now. And it's a very interesting situation. I think what happens in the playoffs will dictate a lot of what both the organization and Kyrie Irving will want to do moving forward. Yeah, I... So, the one thing that gives me pause... Like, uh, we'll get into each of these things, like, individually in a more structured way in a second, guys. But, like, the one thing that gives me pause with the whole Kyrie thing is just... This is a situation where you're bringing in Kyrie as, like, the one-year rental. That's perfectly fine with me. One thing I don't want to see the Mavs do is bring him in long term or try to bring him in long term i just don't think that that's going to be that's not going to be a recipe for success long term and it's unfortunate right because you you and i talked about this the other night uh like offline we talked about how Kyrie irving's one of those players where you, you just you want to like him you really want to like him and yeah you honestly do kind of sometimes hate saying bad stuff about him but even when he brings it upon himself. But it's one of those weird things of, from a, even from a strictly basketball standpoint, I just can't count on Kyrie being on the court. And whether or not it's for valid reasons, right, whether or not it's for reasons you agree or disagree with, take that out of it. The fact of the matter is you need great players to be great, They're like to be a great team. And it's hard to, for the Mavs to be a great team without Kyrie Irving. It was hard for the Nets to be a great team without Kyrie Irving. It was pretty easy for the Celtics to be a great team without Kyrie Irving. But that's a story for another day. Um, but you know what I'm saying. I just, how much does that play into it? Like, like, do you think that, like, like, I don't know, like that criticism of Kyrie Irving, do you think it's valid? 
for people to say like Kyrie Irving, you know, isn't a reliable player. Yes, it's it's absolutely valid. I think the question of degree can come up, you know, how harmful is he in certain periods of time? When you're looking at his impact with the Mavericks specifically, I think he's shown that he can behave in short spurts at the very least, that he can just kind of be quiet and and focus on basketball and focus on himself and his team. He's shown that he can do that in spurts. So when he wants to make his money, when he wants to get his contract, when he wants to make it a, a positive impression, he's more than capable of of focusing, of, bear, of bearing down and doing the work. And he's shown that he's a impactful, quality, reliable postseason player, a guy who shows up in the big moments. So I, I think that in a in a rental situation like Dallas is with him right now, it's a good spot. The question is, do you want to commit to him long term? I, I agree that it's definitely it's definitely an iffy proposition if you're the Mavericks. Do you want to commit to him long term? Does he get along with Luca? I don't know, but his personality definitely plays into it to to an extent, but more so with a long term extension than with the short term rest of this season and playoff run. The thing with Luca is, I think Luca is just honestly happy to have someone there to take the load off of him. He's, I think he's happy to just be like, okay, so I can put up 35 a night every night in a, in a seven game series. And on top of that, I have Kyrie Irving to take like the load on the other side. That's great. Um, now we're talking about the Mavs real quick. You, you talked about, or we talked about vulnerability um, earlier on. I understand that Kyrie Irving's a great fit as a player. Like he, he's a superstar. No doubt about that. But how much does this leave the Dallas Mavericks vulnerable defensively? That's not something we talk about a lot. We we talk about how, oh, Kyrie Irving's going to come in, average like 25 points a game. He's going to go crazy, go ham, and, and it's going to make Luka and this whole team better. But is that, are they giving up too much defensively uh, with going all in on Kyrie Irving? It's it's hard to say if they're giving up too much. They're definitely giving up. I I think that Josh Green is stepping up into a role that Dorian Finney-Smith played where Josh Green wasn't getting those minutes before, but now he's going to be a starting caliber wing, and he is a starting caliber wing in the, in the National Basketball Association. So uh, the question is how much does he fill Dorian Finney-Smith's shoes? But they had questions about their defense even before this trade, even before they gave up their best perimeter defender, their best on-ball defender, the guy that they put on the opposing team's best player in Dorian Finney-Smith before they gave up their starting point guard in Spencer Dinwiddie. They had questions about their defense, whether Christian Wood could stick in the lineup, whether he could be in the starting lineup playing 30-plus minutes per game in the playoffs, not because of his offense, but because of his defense. So does that mean they're going to not play their third-best offensive player now that they have Kyrie? Does Do they not care about playing Christian Wood? They'll play Maxi Kleba in that spot, a guy that they trust more defensively. He's not a great defensive player, but they trust him more defensively. He's scrappy. Christian he, he's Wood. scrappy. That's what he is. He's a scrappy guy defensively. Well, he's not He's not bad. I don't mean to, to insult him. 
He's not. He's he's a fine defensive player. He's just a little miscast in the role of. He's a little miscast in the role of defensive anchor. It's not. It's not Maxi Kleba's role. But he's he's a fine defensive player. Yeah, I mean, I think that the the biggest question is going to be like just. It's not a question of like you know can you stop the other team because like the Mavs before just they they weren't going to stop like a team like the Warriors when they're completely healthy they're too OP and they're just not going to be able to stop them the only way to beat a team like that is to keep up with them. Uh, granted, the Warriors now are way different than the Warriors were last year. Sorry for another day. The I think at the end of the day they're going to be fine. Like the ex- expectations I think are more of a question with this team. And honestly, it's my next question, which is just, can they win? They just traded for Kyrie Irving. They've gone all in on it, at least for this year. They're trying to get Luka Doncic some help. Is it going to get them to where they want to go, though? This is a team that was in the Western Conference Finals last year, and many te- many people wrote off as like, okay, yeah, sure, they're going to make the playoffs, but... They're not. They're not really going to make the finals. Like they, no, no one really sees them as a finals contender. Are they one now, and should they be? Yeah, I, I think that they are. I, I think that you know, they're every team has flaws going into it, right? The Nuggets are, are a fine defensive team, but they're not great. You know, the Clippers have flaws. You, you mentioned the Warriors, who are where ten, nine right now, eleven and a half back of the Nuggets. The second, the third seed is hey the man, they're 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 in the plan. Like I, but that's what I'm saying is that every, there there is no team that doesn't have a glaring weakness, and that's where the Mavericks sit there and say, look, we got twenty or whatever games, thirty games to to get our record up, to get maybe into a into a home playoff game, at least to make sure that we're in the playoffs as opposed to the play in. So. We can get our team right. We get our guys right. We get healthy. We go in with 40-something wins, and we can beat anybody in a seven-game series. We can beat anybody who has other weaknesses because we have Luka Doncic, one of the three best players in the NBA, and Kyrie yeah. Irving, one of the 15 best players in the NBA. Acknowledge him. He's number one. He's not number one. but he's... What's your top three? Top three players in the NBA, in the NBA go. Top three, actually, you know, maybe top Johnny, like, Johnny, five Johnny. or seven. No, no, give me, give me your top three players in the NBA. Go, Jokic, Giannis, Doncic. Really, that's interesting. Yeah. In that order, I mean, this is something we talked about before too. I, I, I do want to get into more. Nikola Jokic gets a lot of crap. He gets a lot of crap from NBA fans who I think they view things in, in a way where it's like, okay, Jokic, like he's putting up the stats, he's putting up the numbers, but at the end of the day, does he have like the playoff dog in him? And that's been my biggest criticism of Nikola Jokic. I think in the regular season, there's no better player than Nikola Jokic. Like 100% all in, agree with you. When it comes to winning time, though, in the playoffs, he has playoff experience. It's just not good playoff experience. And it's not necessarily anything to do with him, but it, it, it has to do with, I mean, the Jamal Murray injury obviously doesn't help things. And the fact that 
you know, he, he doesn't have the supporting cast that you would really want to go for a title. My my issue, though, becomes, like, I've seen other players who have a, a bad supporting cast do it. Like, LeBron does it. And, and I know it sucks to compare every great player to LeBron James, but that's the guy of our generation, right? And Giannis is another guy. Giannis did it. And and he did it recently. And that's why, for me, I'm like, Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player in basketball right now. And could it change? Sure. If Jokic goes out and wins the title, it's hands down Jokic. Like, it, it's hands down Nikola Jokic. But right now, I, it's hard for me to call him the best. If we're talking regular season, I'm all there with you. But if we're talking overall, just from a basketball standpoint, from an NBA standpoint, I can't call him the best in the NBA. I mean, that's that's perfectly fair. I can't argue with you saying Giannis is the best player in basketball. Certainly, he does a lot of things that Jokic doesn't do, including play defense at an incredible level. Jokic is a fine defender. He's a league average defender. You know, he's not as terrible as people make him out to be, especially his defensive rebounding is a big boost to the Nuggets. But Giannis is a defensive player of the year level player. And so the, there is a big difference there. But I, I give it to Jokic. I really, is there a playoff dog in him? Yes. It's, I hate that argument so much. I, I know, it, but it, it, it hasn't happened but yet, true. but it's, it's coming. True. It's coming. Watch them win a title this year. Oh, bro, it's like the you dragons know, we'll from see. Game of Thrones. Oh, they're coming. Don't worry. The dragons are they coming. They are. It's coming. We'll see. It's going to take like oh. eight seasons, but they're coming. They're coming. It's going to suck when they get there. <laughs> well, yeah, because everyone will discredit the title and say, oh, well, he got lucky to lose that. Oh, the- Yeah. I mean, people do that with uh, who, who was it? Was it the Pistons, the Bad Boy Pistons, who who won? Or no, it was the people was, do it with every time. Yeah, be, every single one. Yeah, I I mean, no I, title is won fairly because twenty nine other teams didn't win it, so it's not fair. Well, this is like the argument that you get into with with what I call uh, dumb dumb sports fans about championships in general, right? Because. My argument is always this, right? People like to say, like, oh, well, you know, the let's say, I don't know, uh, it's hard to say the Chiefs, uh, who won the Super Bowl last year? It was, or who won? I'm trying to think, I don't know. Okay, let's, let's go back to the year the Bucks won the uh championship, right? So the Bucks win the championship, but then you have all these people arguing, well, well, they might have won the title, but they weren't the best team in the league. And I say, okay, to that, I say, how do you determine what the best team in the league is? We literally have a tournament, a championship tournament to determine. That's like, that's our way of gauging who the best team is. And we've all bought into that, right? We've all bought into the NBA. We've all bought into the playoffs. We've all bought into it and we've accepted it. And we usually do accept it unless we don't agree with it. And that's like the the dumb, dumb sports argument of like, well, this team won. Did they cheat? No. Did the referees, like, blow a call? No. So they won fair and square using the method uh, we that we use to determine who the best team is. And y'all still can't, like, stomach that? Y'all still can't? Y'all still got a problem with that? It's suspect. It's dumb, dumb sports guy talk. Uh, I will no longer have dumb, dumb sports guy talk on this show. And that's all I'm going to say about that, uh, Johnny. Go. I don't know. Say something. Take it from there. Well, I think that instead of dumb, dumb sports guy talk, 
The Mavericks have a solid opportunity to come out of the Western Conference. This is why he was the host. This is why he was the host. Amazing segues from this. <laughs> he says, well, blowing up my segue. I, well, this is what I do. I, I blow up your spot every time. Continue. Uh, uh, I think the Mavericks have an excellent opportunity to come out of the Western Conference, as mm-hmm. do the Nuggets who did make some interesting moves. They sent out Bones Highlands, the Clippers, while bringing in Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson. So I don't know if you have thoughts on Denver's chances with those moves. If they're marginal, obviously, do you think they make any difference for Denver? I think they have, like, they always have a chance, but, like, the Denver Nuggets are victims of just a stacked Western Conference. Like, even, even like, the the lesser tier teams in the West still like, like I still like give them a good chance. Like the Mavericks right now are what, like the fifth or sixth seed in the West. And they are six seed. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're the right sixth the seed. And that's a team that we just talked about having like championship aspirations and, and you just called them contenders. Yeah. So, so I mean like, and then again, it's not, it's nothing against the nuggets because, it's also a thing of I've seen this story before with, with the Nuggets where it's like, yeah, great team in the regular season. Nikola Jokic about to win his third straight MVP and deservedly so. Anyone who says Joel Embiid should win the MVP over Nikola Jokic is smoking something illegal. Um, well, depends where you are. But yeah, well, it's, it's going to be illegal no matter everywhere. Is it? Well, that's I, what if, if what if you think Joel Embiid should be MVP, then whatever you're smoking is illegal. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, There's, I got jokes. Um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, Nikola Jokic, he like he's the guy. That's the thing. I, I like. I am. I am always willing to accept that. Like Nikola Jokic is actually like the unicorn that the Knicks were promised. And they never got with Kristaps uh, Porzingis. Like, the dude's just out there scoring thirty a game, averaging like ten assists, eleven rebounds, just being an absolute dog in the regular season. I just wish that it would translate to the postseason. Like that—that's all I'm asking. Like it, it doesn't even—he doesn't even have to win a, a title because winning a title's hard. But he hasn't even been bad in the postseason. Like I I don't I don't see how it hasn't translated in the postseason. It, he no, just hasn't won yet. It's not about okay, it's not as much about it not translating to the postseason. It's just about winning. Like it's just about like willing your team to win. And again, it's like such a weird thing, right? Cuz I feel like I you and I are both like except, both like basically 90% agreeing on this and then like the 10% we disagree on is like Okay, yeah, like, does Nikola Jokic have that playoff dog in him, right? Like, that's the 10% we, we disagree on. Like, 90% of us, we're just like, yeah, he's a great player, but he's so great that we talk about, like, the literally the, the smallest stuff to critique him. And, and, and like, that's where I'm at with my critique of Nikola Jokic. I'm like, yeah, like, the only thing he's missing is just winning in the playoffs, which, again, it's also easier to do in basketball than in a lot of other sports. It's just the truth, right? Uh, to to will your team and be the guy to will your team to wins. And again, it's a hard it's harder thing to do in the Stack Western Conference. God bless him. Good luck to him, Nikola Jokic. I love you, brother. Markeith Morris was wrong. You and your brothers are invited to my house for dinner anytime. Please don't hurt me. Did you see that <laughs> when that happened? 
Like, yes, like, I did. Bro, like, the, the, okay, just saying, right? I, I know a lot of people that gave him, like, flack over that. They were like, oh, Nikola Jokic, that's a dangerous play. You know, he's a, I mean, Marquise Morris literally could have broken this man's ribs. He took a shot to his ribs, like, from underneath. He wound up, took a shot to his ribs. Nikola Jokic just, like, fought back. And then, like, you had all, like, these people be like, oh, and Nicole, that was a dirty play. She has no place in this game. Ernie Johnson, God bless Ernie Johnson. This man was just like, you don't think Shaq that that was a dirty play? And Shaq's just sitting there like, oh, Ernie, as someone who plays the center, uh, the center position for 20 years in the league, I can tell you, Jokic Yoke, showed that man what was up. He showed that man what was up. And it was like, <laughs> I was like, yo. And like, everyone was agreeing with it. Like, even Chuck was like, tell him Shaq, tell him Shaq. Like, yeah, like, Morris had it coming on that one. Morris had it coming. Well, oh, he had it one. coming way yeah. before that too. It was like he's like he's been like notorious for like those cheap shots, right? Like, like he's always been one of those guys, and it, it it got to him. Um, it is funny how like I think the perception of Jokic also kind of changed like the months that followed that because you had the Markeith Morris incident, and then a few months later you had that incident with the Suns in the playoffs, uh, where. You know, he took that swipe. I forgot who might have been Bridges, where he, like he sw- he took a swipe at a ball, and then he caught and he caught him on the nose. And then you had Devin Booker, who I just loved. Like go go back and watch that. It, it's the greatest shit funny. talker, Devin Booker, the biggest uh, shit talker in the league. This dude like walks up to Jokic, and he's just like getting in his face. And you know, Jokic, my man's seven feet tall. He's not backing down from Devin Booker. He's like, you're trying to get in my face? Excuse me? He's like, what's up? And then Devin Booker, you just, you just see him look around, and there's no no Suns players around him. And he's like, oh, word. He does, he does the thing where it's like, oh, hold me back. Hold me back. Don't hold me back. Don't hold me back. Like, you know, like, he's just like, let me, let me go retreat real quick and then start talking some more smack. Um, I respect Jimmy Butler way more for what he did with Jokic, which is just like, he said, let's go. Jimmy Butler stood at midcourt and was like, let's go. I'm about that. Um, Jimmy Butler is about that. He wants all the smoke. Oh, yeah. And, like, he doesn't even care. Like, like I don't know. Who would win in that fight, you think? Jokic is enormous. He is enormous. Yeah. The funniest thing was, like, the whole brothers thing. When the Like, when I saw a picture of the Jokic brothers, I was like, Yo, they're bigger than him. Like, that, that's what blew me about them. Like, Jokic is like actually one of the biggest like uh, like dudes out there. And I'm like, they're tall. Like this dude is towering over him, and they're all like ripped to shreds. They're not like the lanky type of tall. Like, they're no, they're all enormous. Ripped, and I'm like, bro, you know damn well the Morris brothers definitely don't want that smoke. That's why, like, no. Mm, no, I think I think they took turns with the horses. Sometimes they would ride the horses, but then sometimes the horses would ride them. Mm. They'd carry the horses on their back. That's how they got that big. Horses. Well, it's like uh, it was, remember what Stephen A. said about that whole situation. He's like, "Look, it's really funny. We talk about gun violence in America, and these European brothers. You know what they do? They laugh when we say that because where they come from, they drop." bombs and it was just like he said it in that voice too and i'm like you know you're you're not wrong <laughs> but how am i gonna take you seriously when you say it like that in oh. his love doctor voice I, I i oh my god dude do you see him he, what was that show he was on he was like on days of our lives or whatever 
Have you seen well, that? I remember I remember when he was on ESPN Radio New York doing the Love Doctor on his 3 p.m. radio show. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I Way back when Stephen A. was doing stuff like that, before he was the face of ESPN. God. When did Stephen A. become the face of ESPN? Like, when did that happen? Uh, while we were in college. Yeah, it did. Yeah, you're you're right, actually, because like I would not have let that happen on my watch. Like 2010. <laughs> like I, I like to think that I was not a part of that because I'm like that definitely didn't happen on my watch. The genesis of it did happen on my watch because like I remember watching first take. I remember first take going from like being like kind of like a a debate slash like story variety show to just debate, and I was like, oh, this is kind of annoying. But Stephen A. and Skipper like decent together, I think. And then it just became like a whole thing. Like, yeah, every just debate shouting. Like, even this, even this is like a debate show now. Like, look, look. I at mean, I don't think we do. I don't think we do much debating. We, we we could though. We could. Um, do you watch much of First Take anymore? No. No. I don't have time for that. Not even for the meme. Ain't nobody got time for that. Not even for the meme. I don't watch first take. I definitely watch Undisputed, though. I keep up with Undisputed. I don't watch it, but, like, I keep up with Undisputed. Because I think Shannon Sharp is actually, like, one of the most entertaining guys in, like, sports media out there. Like, like he he genuinely gets it. Because um, his takes yeah. are actually, like, pretty accurate most of the time. And... When he's not trying to fight the Grizzlies, of course. It, Okay, that that's like okay, that's a bit though. It's a bit <laughs> like he, like here's the thing: the difference. The well, did you see his like, apology? Wait, he, he apologized for that? Yeah, he issued he issued an apology for his his uh, bad behavior. Oh, bro, this is this man. He finally apologized for bad behavior. This is the dude who was like, had wore a do rag on TV, smoked a, a cigar, and like was pouring himself Hennessy. <laughs> That meme is still like the funniest thing ever. Like the like, it's just I love Shannon Sharp. Everything about him, I'm just like, give me more Shannon Sharp on my TV until I'm sick of him, and then it becomes like you know, like what Skip Bayless and Stephen A. were for ESPN for years. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Well, you know, Shannon Sharp is a huge Lakers fan, and they made lots of moves this deadline, bringing in D'Lo. Sending out Russ, sending out Patrick Beverly, bringing in Jared Vanderbilt, bringing in Malik Beasley, and I said Dilo already. That was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, they they the Lakers did make a lot of moves. They are the new look Lakers, as I like to call them. Um, and here I'm I'm actually gonna pull up some of the moves that they made just so. Just, just, just so it's all clear from from everyone's standpoint here. Uh, here are the moves that the Lakers made this offseason, or not offseason, at the trade deadline. You can see departures, arrivals, uh, just like an airport. They brought in Mo Bamba, <laughs> uh, Devin Reed, D'Angelo Russell making his return to the Los Angeles Lakers. And, of course, you had Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt as well. Uh, most notable person they let go was Russell Westbrook. You could argue that Thomas Bryant it was notable. I don't think anyone would argue that though. Um, but what do you think about this, Johnny? They like this is basically a new team. Like the Lakers got a facelift at the trade deadline. They brought in D'Angelo Russell, 
and they've offloaded Russell Westbrook. That's the big move that everyone's talking about. But do you think, again, if Anthony Davis finds a way, fingers crossed, to stay healthy, do you think this team can win a title? Well, you you called it a facelift. I live in Miami, so I'm going to call it a, a Brazilian butt lift. But, uh, yes. <laughs> but it is a complete overhaul of this team. I, I wrote the standings down here. I went to 12, and the Lakers weren't on my list. And so I went to, four, to 13 just so I could get to the Lakers, who are 14 and a half games behind the Nuggets, who are five games under 500, and who find themselves two games back of the Thunder. For the 10 spot. The 10 spot. So no, the Lakers cannot win a title. They are a better team. If the Lakers had this team from the beginning of the year, maybe. If the Lakers had made the Buddy Heald, Miles Turner trade, maybe. But with this team, no way. Yeah. Too late. Too late. And again, it's it's one of those things of like the West is just so stacked and you just can't – like, that's another thing about the Lakers. You just can't trust them. Like, I, I I, don't trust this team to stay healthy down the stretch. I think D'Angelo Russell is a great move for this team to make, though. Like, it, you could argue it's a move they probably should have made a long time ago. Um, And he's a guy I feel bad for, honestly. Because I just feel every time D'Lo has had an opportunity to succeed and, and thrive, as, as he did when he took the Nets – to the playoffs, like, as their guy. Like, it just seems like what it, just something or another would happen to just be like, okay, well, you're, you're a great player, but you're not, like, the greatest player we could have. You're not, like, but there's someone new coming along and replacing you. And he gets traded and traded. It's like, he reminds me, he's like the NFL equivalent of, like, Brandon Cooks. You're like, like the, the wide receiver who... Like he's like ha- he's never had a- less than a thousand yards in his career, but he's been traded like five times in six years in the NFL, and it's just like yeah, you're you're a good to great player, but also we're gonna trade you for something and see what happens. But I think that he could settle into a really good role for this team. I agree with you. I don't think they're gonna win a title, but I like this move. I, I like D'Lo to the Lakers. I think it does take a little bit of pressure off of LeBron. And it gets him some actual help because I think D'Angelo Russell can not only facilitate but also score more efficiently than Russell Westbrook was doing in that offense. Um, but what, what do you think about D'Lo? So I am going to disagree with you a little bit on D'Lo. I, I think that he definitely wore his welcome out in in Minnesota. I I think that he wore his welcome out the first time around in Los Angeles as well. So it's not necessarily an an unprecedented problem with him. But at the same time, the reports last year of him getting along well with Patrick Beverly, there were reports of him working harder on defense. So maybe his personality is a bit of a mixed bag. Maybe coming back to Los Angeles to play this time with LeBron James might be more useful for him. He might find a deeper motivation. He's a quality player. He's a starting point guard in this league, but he's at the bottom end of that list. Mm. I, I, he can hit shots, right? He's he's shooting, you know, high thirties from three. So that's a guy that the Lakers desperately need since they're one of the worst three point shooting teams in the league. 
He's a guy who's going to, you know, replace terrible shots from Russell Westbrook, bad shots from Patrick Beverly, a guy who can create his own shot and get shots for others, something that is sorely lacked. I think they'll miss Thomas Bryant more than more than it seems, but they brought in Mo Bamba, a guy who's less of an on-ball player, who can play center alongside Anthony Davis and space the floor so Davis can play more of a power forward kind of rangy defender on the defensive end. But offensively, Davis can occupy the painted area while Bamba spaces out from the corner. So I think that Bamba is going to be a good fit where Thomas Bryant was a little bit more on the ball, a little bit more of an isolation player. So the Lakers have definitely improved, but it's too late. It's too little too late. So do you think that because I think LeBron has like what one more year left on his contract with LA? No, he extended, didn't he? Did he extend? But he's gotta have yeah. a player option, right? No he player played... option. No, no player way. Option. LeBron didn't sign with no player option. Yeah, did he, he did. All right, yeah. hold up. Okay, I just pulled up his contract. So here's LeBron James contract. He signed through oh, he's done after this year, bro. I thought he's he definitely extended. He's a free agent, unrestricted free agent, twenty twenty three. He extended. Hold on. This is I. I am not. This is this does not seem to be breaking news. He is. He has. He has an option to extend. He has an option on his contract. He can extend for one year or two years. But he is an unrestricted free agent if he wants to be. No, the player option is for twenty twenty four, brother. 2044. 2024 is when the player option is. I'm looking. I've looked at like two different sites. What site are you looking at? We're gonna we're gonna figure this out in real time. I'm looking at Sport Track or Sport Track, which is like I'm on ESPN, brother. What what is this? ESPN what? What am I googling here? LeBron ESPN. James Adrian Wojnarowski, August seventeenth, twenty twenty two. LeBron, Lake, Le, Los Angeles Lakers star LeBron James has agreed to a two-year, $97 million contrast extension that includes a player option for the 2024-25 season. Clutch oh. Sports CEO Rich Paul told ESPN on Wednesday. So that means he's under contract through 22-23. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so he's an idiot is what you're telling me. Yes. Good. Okay. I was like, I'm like, I'm like reading this. I'm like, LeBron, you're supposed to be the smartest player of this generation. Yes. Why would you stick around to this as team? Nobody like, knows. I, no, I, but that's what I was like. No, no, no. I was like, no, I, he definitely signed an extension because I've heard other podcasters talking about how fucking stupid that was that he did that. And I'm like, I know he signed this extension. I know it. So I remember dumb, being extraordinarily this, stupid. This dude really signed like, what I mean, Anthony. Okay, then Anthony Davis is done in, in LA, right? Like he's got to be done. Like they got to trade him. Like, I I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that they're gonna build the best team around these two morons. But one of one of those morons can't play. I don't. But what's the alternative? Like the what's the alternative? I I think that they explored Anthony Davis trades. I I, I think they did, and I don't think they would be like diametrically opposed to moving Davis. I think that there's a world where they would do it, but who who's blowing them away with a trade offer for Anthony Davis this offseason? 
I don't know. Mavs could like. I don't. There, there is no actual trade offer for Anthony Davis. I mean, not one that like, not one that would really be helpful to the Lakers unless they just want to offload like that cap money and try to re- try to sign someone. Like, well, but let's let's take let's take it from the other end, right? Mm-hmm. Who's got assets? Who who's got players that can be moved? Is it about the players or or? Mm, yeah, it's not about the picks. I well, if I'm the Lakers, if I'm the Lakers, I want to bring right. If you're Lakers, right, you have to think about picks. If you're the Lakers, at a certain point, no, right? Because I'm tr- if I'm moving Anthony Davis to keep LeBron James, I'm moving mm. Anthony Davis for more reliable players. I'm not moving Anthony Davis for picks because then am I going to trade LeBron too? I mean, at this point, you might as well. They're like no, no, they would they would move them. Anthony Davis to their break him up. Is behind them. Like they're not going to win though. Like but that, that doesn't matter. Team. They have it's to try. Dumb. It doesn't matter. They have to try. As long as he's this there, they have so to try. This is so dumb. Why did the GM do this? Like, I don't know. Like, he literally said, screw everybody, including myself. Like, this is so dumb. Yeah, but as long as he's there, they have to try. That's it. Man, that is that is... That's booty. Like, like actually, like I'm, I'm, I, I shouldn't be upset. There's like no reason why I should be upset right now because my team's doing great, Johnny. We're the number four seed in the East. Yeah, like, my team's doing great too. We're right behind you as the five seed. Your team's doing all right. Um, yeah, we're right behind you as the five seed. We're doing great. Your team is doing all right. Uh, one team though, Johnny. One team though, Johnny. That, uh, you know, it's hard to say whatever they're doing, but they are doing something. The Los Angeles Clippers made a trade to acquire, or sorry, they made, they did not make a trade. They acquired Russell Westbrook in free agency. Russell Westbrook, of course, uh, had a contract buyout with the Utah Jazz. And now the future of the Los Angeles Clippers is going to be whatever the hell this is. Uh, Johnny, reactions to the Los Angeles Clippers getting Russell Westbrook. And pairing him with his former teammate Paul George, uh, can the Clippers win? Does this move getting Russell Westbrook actually do anything, or is it just hey, LA, we have Russell Westbrook still? I don't know. I'm at a loss to be honest with you. I, I, you know, the Russell Westbrook experience. Um, you know, if you if you just close your eyes or I guess you plug your ears. And you say, what is the on-court product? What does basketball look like? 15 points per game, 7 and 7 rebounds, assists, you know, 41, 33, 32, uh, you know, 67, 70, whatever it was, 72. I it's not the worst thing on planet Earth. Maybe his percentages go up a little bit with less volume. Uh, the Clippers need a guy who can move the ball, right? They're a jump shooting team that is just not hitting their threes right now. They need a guy who can get them open shots from three-point range. Russell Westbrook might fit that bill. Might. Might. It's it's better. Look, they're starting not point guards at point guard. In in Bones Island, in Trey Mann, they were starting – they were playing Reggie Jackson at that spot. Guys who who don't facilitate, who score, and they have scorers off the ball in George, in Kawhi, in Norm Powell. They have guys who can put the ball in the basket. 
So they need someone to put the ball in those guys' hands. Man, they all the talk, like all all the smack that the, that people talked about how great the Clippers were going to be, and we're like, what now? Like three years removed from Kawhi coming to LA, and it's just, and, and again, injuries happen. That's part of the game, right? But also, like at a certain point, you got to be like, this is underwhelming, right? Like it, it's just underwhelming. Like you have you have a great player, someone who after he won that ring in Toronto. People started to universally accept that Kawhi Leonard was at least a top five player in this league. And yeah. people argued, including myself, like, I think Kawhi Leonard right now, or at, at that point, was the best all-around, like, player in the NBA. But my, oh my, Johnny, have the years not been kind to that take? Because it's just, it, like, it's unfortunate because it, it's almost like, it's almost like, he he made that decision to to like again his decision to go go home to LA, and the entire time I'm thinking you just won a title with a team that had a young core, that a team that we're now seeing in Toronto, that really needed that like that big star in the middle to keep it all together and to help those young players develop and become better, and I think they could have won. I think the Toronto Raptors could have won more titles had Kawhi Leonard stayed. And it's not just because I think that that team was special and, and, and there was a feeling about it. I think that when you have a core that young with Pascal Siakam, with, with uh, Van Vliet and all those guys, and, and a coach like Nick Nurse, who is widely regarded as one of the best coaches in, in basketball, like it, like, it's almost like a perfect storm of like, how could you leave? And then when he did, the Toronto Raptors weren't the only team that suffered. They did. And I think he's always going to regret that. I genuinely think Kawhi Leonard is always going to regret, if he cares about championships, that is. He's always going to regret, man, like, I, I could have just stayed in Toronto and won. But now that time for Toronto seems to be over. They're, they're, they're kind of butt cheeks right now. And, like, the Clippers are like, what? The Clippers are like, what, the, the seventh seed, eighth seed right no, now? No, they're like the, they're the fourth seed. Oh, are they really? Yeah. I thought they were losing. I thought they were on a losing streak. No. So you threw a lot at me there. I'll take it a little bit. One by go, one. Go for it. I just, I, just, I just talk and you react. Go. No, you're good. So the first thing, first things first, we'll take the Clippers and Kawhi, your, your Kawhi take. I, I think that the what if will always be, you know, it'll always be the question. You know, the, the grass is not always greener on the other side. It's kind of the other flip side of that. We don't know. You know, the Raptors have fallen apart. Would they have fallen apart the way they have with Kawhi Leonard? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not, you know? So, you know, imagine you put Kawhi on that team alongside OG, Pascal, and and uh, and, and Fred Van Vliet. That's a pretty wicked team. You know, that's a nasty team. So, uh, yeah, it would have been a great team. But it's not like the Clippers have been devoid of talent. It's not like... He hasn't had opportunities. They went to the Western Conference Finals. So, you know, what happened in those Western Conference Finals? What? What happened in those Western Conference Finals? They they got they got lit up. They got lit up. But but the point is that they got there. And the big issue with the Clippers. Why did they get lit up? Why did they get lit up? But the big issue with the Clippers has been Kawhi has not been healthy. The big issue with the Clippers. So it wouldn't have helped if he's going to get hurt 
it wouldn't have helped if he was on the Raptors because either way, he's not playing. And if he's not playing, if he's playing in the stands, if he's sitting in the stands watching. But he doesn't get hurt because he doesn't have to do as much if he's on the Toronto Raptors. He doesn't have to do as much. Dude. Like, but it doesn't matter. If he's not there, they can't play. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If he's not there, they can't win. It doesn't matter who else is on the team. Though the rest of the team doesn't matter. If he's not there, they can't win. Raptors, Clippers, Spurs, fucking. would have been there. When he, he was rumored to go to the Lakers for five minutes, whichever team. You put that is on. also another thing. My man could have just been like, hey, LeBron, do you want to just win for the next, like, ten years? Yeah, which he should have done, which he should have done. Yeah. Imagine the three of them. LeBron, Kawhi, AD. Because that was the plan. Right, that was the plan. When they didn't get him, they pivoted to DeRozan, and then LeBron was just like, "Just kidding, Westbrook." Just kidding, Westbrook. My dude, what an insulting JK. Like, cause like Demar DeRozan's actually like been decent. Um, well, he was really good. Like, what two years ago for the Bulls? I mean, he, he like he's still like he's, pretty he's good. He's still really good. The Bulls, no, no, like, he like, just doesn't play defense, so the Bulls are booty cheeks. Man, yeah, it's like poor Zach Levine. Yo, you know what? I, I like the Bulls are one of those weird teams where it's like you look at them and you're just like, this team is like too talented to not be better. Like, like, like the, this team is just too talented on paper, especially. Like, you're just like, look at like, well, so that... they're, they're a top 10 defense and a bottom 10 offense. It's a damn shame. Believe that. It's a damn shame. Like, you got, like, you tell me, you got. You 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 got uh, Zach Levine. You have um, like we talked about Demar Derozan, Nikola Vucevic, and somehow you're like you're not scoring points. They need a point guard. If only they had a guy who could shame. move the ball named uh, Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Oh well, Johnny, you want to get into that? We can because Lonzo Ball made headwaves today. Uh, well, the news about Lonzo Ball made headways. Lonzo Ball is out for the remainder of the season with a knee injury. He will not return to the Bulls. There's speculation that his future with the Bulls is basically non-existent. But I don't know. What do you? How do you react to this news? Well, I I mean, we knew he like it's it's not really news in the sense that we knew he was going to be out for the year. Like that was yeah. that's not that's not news. I, I we still don't know what the problem is though. To me, to me, that's the real news. Is what is the problem? Why is he still out? This is not an injury that he should have been out this long for, but now he's gonna miss his second consecutive year, and he's got what another year on this contract. You know what is he gonna be next year? Are they shutting him down so that way he can come back and have a full uh, off season? Pr- program and then come into training camp like we just we don't know anything about what's going on with Lonzo Ball the Bulls fucking suck and they didn't really do anything to address it they signed Patrick Beverly to play point guard for them you know Kobe White is is not been good it's a desperate move. Really when you put it like that, that's a such a desperate move. Yeah, it is a desperate move. He doesn't. Oh he my does. god! It's it's a, it's just not going to get the job done. The Bulls are, oh oh my, eleven. They're eleventh in the Eastern Conference. Hey man, I'm sorry. They're thirteenth, thirteenth, thirteenth in the Eastern Conference. I'm sorry. Uh, they're they're uh three games back of Atlanta. Of uh of Atlanta, who is ten. 
Oh, Atlanta's eight. I'm sorry. They're two games back from Toronto, who's who's ten. Hey man, they got a chance though. They could be the victors of no. the NBA. They could be the victors of the NBA. No, the Bulls suck. I'm tired of hearing about the Bulls. Blow that team up. That team's you, terrible. Did you not they get the, did you not get Blow the victor the the victor when I don't I still don't know. No, they don't have, they can't get Victor Wembanyama. The Why Magic not? Wait, what? I thought no, I thought the Magic I thought it was top no. 14 per- the magic those are protected. They might, but they're not gonna finish top four. Oh, that's a damn shame. They they're could. not gonna finish top four. They're gonna finish like twenty they're gonna finish like like uh twenty second overall or something. Or, or or like in record. I but like they could still get the number one pick. The the lottery's like I mean the lottery's been wild the past few years. No. I'm telling you, no. it's been wild. They can't yes, but they can't get they're they're not gonna finish they need a top a bottom four record. Right, but that's gonna be occupied by the the Spurs, the Pistons, the Rockets, and the Hornets. That those spots are locked up. So those are the four, right? And, and then the there's those four, and then there's everybody else. The Bulls, the Bulls are like potentially still in a playoff spot. Like they could, they could make the playoffs. In they theory. get to ten, win two, and win two more games. Actually, I have to. Ask, I want to ask you this question. What do you think about the play-in tournament? Is it good for the game? Like, do you like it? Fine. I mean, I think this year showed it doesn't hamper trades. We don't have too many teams thinking they're in it. Or, I mean, a lot of teams that are going to make the playoffs either way made trades. So I, I, I don't think the play-in tournament does anything bad. And it keeps, you know, I think the, the flattened lottery odds have done more to keep teams from tanking. But I think teams have tried to get into the play-in. You know, they've tried. I think teams have tried to win to make the play-in tournament, and I think that that's valuable. You know, if te- teams that otherwise would not be trying to win are now trying to win, I don't see a problem there. They're spending money on players to be more competitive for their fans. That's that's you know, even if it's just to make a few extra bucks for their owner. I, I can't be upset at that, right? That's the point. Yeah. I always thought that, like, it, it's a it's a much better... I think it's a much better thing in theory than in practice. Because, like, in theory, like, yeah, sure, this will incentivize teams to not tank because they might have a shot in the, for the playoffs. But at the end of the day, like, you also realize what, what are they playing for? They're playing for, like, to be the eighth seed. And... They're playing for playoff game. They're playing. Yeah, game. you're playing for you're you're paying for you're playing for money. You're not paying for actual like wins. You're not pay, playing for like an actual championship. You're playing for like the 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 small bit of morale boost you get from it as a team, and mostly just the money that the owners and the, and the team gets uh, in revenue from those extra games, which is yeah, great. but that's valuable, and you hope that you hope that that the owner in turn reinvests that in the team and like. Getting into the playoffs and getting your shit kicked in as the eight seed even still has value. Remember uh, way back when, when the the, the Nikola Jokic, the, the, the dogless Nikola Jokic, as you put it, uh, made hey, the man. playoffs the first time after hey, they don't, beat the Timberwolves. Don't, don't put my words in you know, my one mouth, game playoff. Don't put my words in my mouth. They tied Timberwolves. I don't know if you remember that. And then they went to the playoffs in the eighth seed, and they got their shit kicked in. And then Nikola Jokic and and Jamal Murray were were good in the playoffs after that. You know that eight seed, that eight spot can can launch some teams. The Pelicans 
got some playoff experience and they gave the Warriors a run for their money from that eight spot, uh, even last year. So, uh, you know, it is valuable to get that eight seed. The playing tournament has generated interest, even when it had the, the Lakers Warriors play-in game, you know, that generated a ton of interest. People thought that that was going to be the Western Conference Finals when LeBron signed with LA. It ended up being the the <laughs> the 7-10 game, but what can you do? Yeah. That, oh my god, that was such a weird time in the NBA. I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I I, I go back and forth about it. it. It honestly also, I think, it levels out to being one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, I don't really care. It, it, it's a thing that happens. Um, the, I mean, the other reason that it's also there is just because, like, sports gambling is legal and extra games are generally good for that. Um, which is why, like, the NFL is, like, not even thinking, like, let's expand the playoffs even more. To, like... NFL expansion should not be a thing. Like, unless you, like, dramatically increase the number of teams that you have, like, you'd have to add, like, four more teams for me to even, like, think about you increasing the number of playoff teams like they just did it and now they're thinking about doing eight it's like stop it no too many too many i think seven here's the, i think seven is like i thought seven was too many until like the 10 and 6 miami dolphins missed out on the playoffs that first year they, they did 17 but like damn so maybe it's not um but i don't know it's also the playoffs like they're special you know what else is special, Johnny? No. You. You're special Aww, to me, my sweet. friend. And, you know, and because you're so special, I have a special treat for you. We're going to be talking about the NBA Slam Dunk Contest. hey All right, so, Johnny, the NBA Slam Dunk Contest happened. It was a thing that happened. We saw Mac McClung... In many people's words, revitalize uh, the uh, the slam dunk contest before our very eyes. It has everyone talking. And honestly, in my opinion, there was, I think, a different feel after this year's slam dunk contest than in uh, especially the past few years of, you know, this was a fun thing to watch. Like McClung's dunks were actually like great all around. Uh, he had one where he did like literally like a 520 like spin around uh, dunk where I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's a 50 if I've ever seen one. Like, I don't know. Like, people are talking about it. Johnny G, from your own words, in your own words, I should say, what did you think about this slam dunk contest? Is the slam dunk contest back? I could not care less about the slam oh, dunk no. contest. Poor Mac. <laughs> I could not care less about All-Star Weekend, the Slam Dunk Contest, any of it. I, I just am not a fan of the All-Star festivities. I'm I'm not. I it's, it's fine. The Slam Dunk Contest gets revitalized every year, and it sucks every year. And every year it's been terrible for... For years and years and years, and every year we've we have the best performance we've ever seen. I, I please spare me, spare me this. Mac McClung, I mean, not even in the fucking NBA. He's a damn. What do you mean? He has a. Uh, he has a two-way contract. He has a two-way contract just to be able to do this. Like, give me a fucking break. Are we kidding me? I do not want to talk about Mac McClung. 
the the has the dunk contest been revitalized because of Mac McClung? Where the fuck is John Morant? Oh, uh, not, is not he in the too busy? Is he too busy pointing red lasers at people to be in the dunk contest? Like, what's the problem here? Where where are the NBA stars? Why does Mac McClung have to to revitalize the All Star game? The, I mean, the dunk be- contest, excuse me. Well, to answer your question, it's because the stars don't play in it. I mean, and and I know this is like one of the things that like LeBron. It's it's weird. Like LeBron haters like hold on to like the weirdest things, but like one of the few things where I'm like, oh, it's kind of true. It's like LeBron did kind of help kill the dunk contest in a more indirect way than I think people give him credit for. Because he didn't because, participate. Because he didn't ever participate. It, it was something that like. It was something that, like, I mean, Jordan participated in, right? You, you, you saw like, you saw star all stars before that, like, like Dwight Howard, of course, in his time, like he participated, like all you, all these guys participated, and then LeBron was like one of the first guys who was just like, I don't feel like doing it, I'm not gonna do it, and it automatically when when it was when people kind of realized, I think that like LeBron isn't not only is LeBron not gonna do it, he's never gonna do it. It became one of those things of like, well, this kind of lost a lot of value and a lot of fun because it's cool to see cool dunks, but it's also, but you don't want to just see cool dunks from like, God bless him, Matt McClung. You want to see cool dunks from John Morant. You want to see cool dunks from LeBron James. You want to see cool dunks from, from, um, like back in the day. Like, I still am, I was waiting forever. I was waiting forever. To have like the D Wade, the 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 D Wades of the world, the LeBrons of the world, like in the slam dunk contest, just doing stuff like like I like I love me some Nate Robinson. Don't get me wrong, but the man won it like four years in a row, and it was cool the first year because he's like five foot two. But then I was like, okay, four times, it's 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 not that impressive now. Like, can we get some real competition here? Can we get some other people here in? Like, no, but it. It does suck. I, I think the slam dunk contest is one of those things. Like, it's one of those things. Like old timers. Like, uh, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, guys. Like boomers. Like literally, boomers are just like, man, the slam dunk contest back when back in my day it was great. And you're like, you're damn right, it was great because you had great players participate. And now, like, you have good to Matt McClung's participate. God bless yeah, him again. People like, who play basketball. Hey man, like he he plays basketball harder than I will ever play. So I'm not gonna dunk on him figuratively uh, too much. But no, it's not an insult to Mac McClung. It's just that it's the NBA dunk contest, not the G League dunk contest. They have their own dunk contest. That's where Mac McClung should go play. Be sure to hit that like button, subscribe to that notification bell if you haven't already done so. Johnny, is there any way to fix the slam dunk contest? Last question before we go. Mm, have it during the halftime show or That's have it damn in middle, shame. have it in the middle of the game during the all-star game That's so that way the all-stars shame. are the ones doing the dunks no but they're just gonna have like it's gonna be like the thing where like you, the, the cheerleaders are doing the dunks they're gonna have the little trampoline oh no 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 i mean the players like they have the players do the dunks in the all-star game you know, and have like uh, the dunks be rated 
by judges who are at the all-star game who are also like maybe the broadcasters or something you know it's like the nba and tnt crew you know being wacky on the court you know have fun with it it doesn't have to be so rigid and contest like because nobody gives a fuck about how many times you can swirl because i've we've seen the swirl before we've all seen it you know speaking of seeing this world have you ever seen have you ever been to a uh uh a harlem globetrotters game i have i have been to Harlem. what'd you think about it what'd you think i had i mean i was young you know i was like nine or ten but i enjoyed it you know you want to know when the first time i went to a globetrotters game was when me and simon went like a year ago (laughs) Of course you did. Of course you did. We, we got a booth at a Harlem Globetrotters game in Capital One Arena. Um, did you Did you enjoy that experience? No, we did not enjoy that experience. We left at halftime. It was like actually like one of the biggest waits of time ever. Like the first like two minutes was really cool because I was like, oh, it's the Harlem Globetrotters. Like you know, I'm like, it's really cool. And then it was like, okay. This is corny as all hell. Like, it's the corny. Yeah, thing it's ever. not. It's not. It's not really meant for anyone over the age of like twelve. It also didn't help that there was this annoying kid. Like, here's the thing: I don't get annoyed by kids often, right? Like, because I'm like, I was a kid once. I get it. You're having fun. This little brat, Johnny. Oh wow, you're not the B word. This little brat sitting behind me. I'm trying to enjoy the Globe Charter. I pay, I paid like I paid considerable money for that ticket. Dude. It was like sixty bucks. All right. You paid sixty bucks to see the was, Globe Trotters? Yeah, look it look, not a smart decision, but it was something to do on a Sunday. We were bored. All right. Johnny, we were dude, that bored. just we fucking masturbate, man. Come on. So, yeah, <laughs> wow. That's a choice of words too. Um Wow. Uh anyway, so I'm sitting there. Trying to enjoy this game, eating some popcorn, and this kid. First of all, it just starts with an annoying laugh, right? Which, which I let go because he was like, he would laugh at their corny jokes. Go, ha, ha, ha. that is not an over exaggeration. That is how that kid was laughing. He was like, ha, 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 ha. like every <laughs> single time, every few seconds, like, like the dude would like get get pants on the court, and he'd go, ha, 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 ha. And then, but what really annoyed me was this kid started throwing popcorn over me. He was like, like throwing popcorn. popcorn when, uh, when, uh, when the other team would, uh, would score. And first of all, I thought it was, I thought it was so disrespectful. For, we were in Washington, D.C. How are we not rooting for the Washington Generals, my G? How are we not rooting for the Generals in our town? Like, I was so mad about I was already I was mad enough about that, right? Because I was the only one who was like, let's go, Generals. Let's start that chant. Me and Simon were. Of look, course, you went to a you went to a fucking Globetrotters game to root for the Generals. I, of course you did. We're from PC. What, what, what else are we supposed to do? Like, uh, the home of team, Of course Johnny. you did. Anyway, but what really annoyed me about this kid is this kid literally, he started, like, he started throwing, like, a hissy fit at one point. Like, he started, like, throwing a fit. And he started, like, picking my chair, like, the back of my chair. 
His parents did nothing about it, John. Nothing. They were just like, did oh, well, why did you think about it? I yelled at his parents. I was about to yell at his parents, but I like looked them in the eye and I was like, mm. I just walked away. I really wanted to yell at his parents. Mm. Weak. Johnny. Weak. Weak. I mean, at that point, we already decided we're leaving the game, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> we're just like, all right, cool. What's the next thing to do? Also, the concessions were like all closed. So it was like you couldn't even get food. I don't know. Terrible experience overall. If you're going to go to a Globetrotters game, don't go. Have children or be drunk. And if you're really going to, if you really want to go to a Globetrotters game, don't spend more than like 20 bucks on those tickets because it's not worth it. Um, Anyway, so there's that story. Uh, Johnny G, friend of the show, former host of the show, host, host emeritus of the show. Uh, what do you got going on? You got anything you want to plug? You got any shout outs you want to give? Any love you want to give out? No, sir. Just uh, all you NBA fans out there, you know, t- take advantage of the little break, you know, find some, some fun hobbies. Maybe make sure you go outside and touch some grass for a little bit. You know, if you love He's basketball, mostly talking to you out there and He's exercise. mostly talking drink, to the Knicks fans out there. Go touch grass, drink please. Some more- Drink some water, do your thing, man. Grind, build something. That's my that advice. Is, that man. is that is some amazing advice from good old Johnny G. Okay, one one thing I do want to get your reaction on. Pro Football Focus has Daniel Jones' contract estimated to be five years, two hundred million. Just he's thoughts. gonna get it from someone. I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be from the Giants, but he's gonna get it from someone. He is gonna get it from someone. I I just I I take you back to all those arguments about DJ uh, we had here. I mean I look I I've come around on DJ as far as like he's a good quarterback. He's not great, but he's not two hundred million dollars quarterback. But someone's gonna give it to him, so I guess he is. Two hundred million over five years. That's like, it's not like, but, but that's the thing though. It's like. That's crazy. The NBA, uh, the, not the NBA, the uh, the NFL is crazy. But that's not guaranteed money. It's not fully guaranteed money. They're, they're talking about the whole, I think the fully guaranteed money is like somewhere closer to like 90 or something. Just, that makes more sense. That's fine. But like they, they're talking about the whole length of the, con- or the whole uh, to- totality of the contract. I'm just like, that is. Yeah. That is, that is a whopper amount of money. It's going to be something. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think it'll be very interesting to see. What Meanwhile, Lamar Jackson can't even get over two. What is happening in the NFL? Ravens maybe, get shit together. <laughs> maybe the Giants will spring for Lamar, and the Ravens will take DJ as a consolation prize. Yeah, I'd stop watching football. Like I, I like I, I'd be one of those people who's like, yeah, I don't watch the. I'd be one of those like people who's just like, yeah, I don't watch the NFL anymore. Too, uh, it's too uh, woke. Uh, no, no. See, I wouldn't be one of the people who'd be like, it's too woke. I'd just be like, nah. Ravens just suck. <laughs> like, Ravens just ass. Like, come on. The best thing that ever happened to our franchise. And we're just going to let it walk out? Like, no. I must keep the precious. Um. Anyway, whatever. Uh, Johnny G, always great to have you on. We'll do this again sometime to talk about the NBA, especially leading up to the playoffs. I'm sure we'll, we'll get one in. Up yes, to the sir. Um, but yeah, 
for everyone out there, thanks for joining us. Be happy, be healthy, enjoy yourselves, and keep it real.